Hello everyone and welcome back to the Witch's Den. This is Laika. So today I wanted to kind of talk to you guys. Um, with it being October, Samhain right around the corner, the new year, um, Halloween, horror flicks coming out. We kind of see witches and things kind of seem to be popular around this time of year. Um, you see a lot of movies going on about us. You see a lot of... Um, Halloween themed things happening um when you ask people what they think of when they think of witches they talk about potions and people turning you know witches turning people into frogs and flying through the air just stereotypical things that happen in a Hollywood movie setting um some people out there don't even know that witches are real that real isn't a fact that we exist, just not on the fact that on the plane that they are thinking that we've been portrayed in movies from. So I kind of wanted to talk to you guys today about like Wicca is the religion and like, you know, the witch side of things and walking the path. Um, this could be turned into actually quite a long, um, podcast so if it does go long I do apologize I wanted to pre-warn you now um it may be something you need to stop and then come back to later to listen to if you can't listen to it all so that being said so the craft okay so most people that are not into Wicca and witchcraft when you say the craft they automatically assume the movie um but what the craft is is it's it's a commonly used term that we use for Wicca and witchcraft. Um, with that being said, I want to put out there that you can be Wicca and not practice witchcraft. You can be a witch and not practice Wicca. It, it's a personal choice. Um, that's my personal opinion. It's a personal choice. I happen to be Wiccan, who is a, happens to be a witch that's solitary and eclectic that practices witchcraft. So I'm going to go from my side of things. So first off, the craft has nothing to do with canned magic, flying through the air, snapping lightning from your fingertips. Um, you can't walk through mirrors, materialize money out of thin air. Uh, no matter how much you practice, you can't really turn your enemies into frogs as much as sometimes we probably would hope that we could. We can't. It's just not real life, guys. It's it's Hollywood and movies. So if you're somebody that's listening to the podcast that's thinking about um, switching religions and starting to practice Wicca and and witchcraft, then and this is what you're looking for. This is not what you're going to find with it. Um, now you probably have questions starting to form right about now, and that's okay. So what is the craft? Well, the craft is a you know, simply put, a serious religion. It's accepting, generous, and loving. It's gentle, unobtrusive, supportive. It's an ethical way of life that, once you embrace it, brings immeasurable joy and wonder to everyday living that you have. Um, I've actually been practicing since I was, like, 13, 14 years old. Um, I am not nearly as knowledgeable as I should be. Um, this is something that you never know everything about it. You're constantly learning and it's a circle. Um, practitioners often call themselves witches because the word witch stems from the Anglo-Saxon word wiki, 
W-I-C-C-E, which means wise one or sorcerer or sorceress. Um, Wicca is the name of, of the religion that they embrace, which is also derived from that word as well. Um, Wiccan means both male and female. So you might identify those male and females might identify themselves as witches too. And which is a universal term. Um, warlock as portrayed in movies as male witches. Um, actually that's considered oath breakers. So we don't like to call, and there, there's a lot of controversy along, along the lines of that word warlock as well. Um, in my personal opinion and personal practice, warlock means that you've broken an oath and I don't want anything to do with you. Um, <laughs> with that being said, um, I, when I look at a male who practices witchcraft, I call him a witch just as if I was to look at my female counterpart and, and that practices witchcraft and call her a witch or call myself a witch. So magic's defined as the change of any condition by ritual means. It's nothing more than a simple matter of channeling focused energy towards a specific goal. Um, Christians do this all the time, guys, with prayers. Um, I have so many Christian friends that come to me and I don't want to say, what's the word? What's the right phrase I'm looking for? They come to me and, and kind of poke fun when I, you know, they see me doing a ritual or they hear of me doing a spell or something like that. And they don't believe in it. And I've had a few ask me, well, what makes you think that, you know, a, a spell's real? And the way I come to them with this is I turn it back around on them and ask them, do you believe in your prayers? And they're like, well, of course, you know. And I was like, well, a prayer that brings your wants and wishes to fruitation has to contain at least four components to it. It has to have your intent. It has to have your focus. It has to have concentration. And you have to have a hefty dose of strong will to, to make it to succeed. You know? Um, and whether God decides to answer your prayer or not, these are precisely the components that are necessary for me to have successful results in my spellcasting. I tell them all the time, your prayers are no different than my spells that I do. They include intent. They include focus, they include concentration, and my strong will to them. Um, will it to happen is what I say. Um, a lot of, some of them have backed up and been like, you know, that makes sense, you know, and some of them just kind of roll their eyes and, and go about their merry way. Either way, um, I'm, I, I wholeheartedly believe that. Uh, Wicked's a religion that has a lot in common with Christianity. It's based on how we have different religions and sectors and traditions, just like they do. So kind of like, you know, um, our, okay. So there's more traditions in, in our religion than I can think of. And it seems like more are accumulating like every single day. Um, like some of the more common ones are like Dianic, Gardnerian, Alexandrian, hereditary, family traditions. Um, so a lot like Christianity, we believe in a triad of divinity. So they believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Well, in Wicca, as a matriar uh, matriarchal religion, we worship the triple goddess. So 
More specifically, we worship the goddess in her phases of the maiden, mother, and the crone. And a good many of us also worship her male counterpart, too, the triple god. So um, there is a duality, and I do believe that there, you know, there is a male and female to every side of things. I believe that, you know, the goddess rules the seasons in the spring and the summer, while, you know, the god kind of dominates over the fall and the winter sometimes. Um it's a duality and a balance of things. There has to be a balance in everything. It kind of goes with our wheel of the year. Um, the Lord and the Lady. That sort of thing. So, with that being said, traditions. Okay, so let's go over, like, traditions. Um, traditions of the crafts. So, there, like I said, there's a variety. You know, there's a whole bunch more that pop up every single day. But some of the different kinds that I know of are the Gardnerian Wicca, which in the 1950s, after England uh, repelled its witchcraft laws, there was a man named Gerald Gardner who went public about his practice with with witchcraft. I cannot speak today, guys. I apologize. Um, He rewrote the rituals of a coven he belonged to so that they would be more accurate. The Gardnerian covens have a degreasy system in which one learns about the craft. Individuals must be initiated by a coven and cannot initiate themselves, though. Um, so they can't initiate themselves through, like, a self-study program like a, a um, solitary. Gardnerian covens work skyclad, which, if you don't know what skyclad is, skyclad literally means clothed by the sky, um, which is basically in your birthday suit. You heard me right. Uh, Skyclad means that you are butt naked, no clothes on, um, working your magic. Um, In addition to that, some try to have equal numbers of men and women in the group themselves. So that's with Gardnerian Wicca. Alexandrian Wicca is Alec was formed, uh, founded by Alexander Alex Sanders um, in the 1960s. It's originally based in England. Practitioners worked skyclad also. Much of their ritual is similar to the Gardnerian practices, although the Alexandrians place more emphasis on a ceremonial type magic. And Sanders called himself the king of his witches. Um, Georgian Wicca from George Patterson, founded in Bakersfield, California in 1970. They're also known as the Georgian Church. Um, their rituals are drawn from Gardnerian and Alexandrian traditions with other elements added as the coven members see fit. In fact, in some coven members write their own rituals up in that, in that tradition. Um, some Georgian covens work skyclad and some do not. There's Algard Wicca, which in 1972, Mary Nesnik combined the Gardnerian tradition with the Alexandrian to form an Algard tradition. Um, some people think that the practice this combi- that this combination ends up being very close to the Gardnerian tradition because much of the Alexandrian ritual is similar to the Gardnerian to begin with because of um, of them crossing. So you have the Sioux Wicca, which is S E A X Wicca in 1962, which was the famous Raymond Buckland who's a protege, actually, of Gerald Gardner, moved to the United States where he founded his tradition. Um, Buckland taught the Gardnerian tradition for a number of years, but because of problems that um, he saw in the practice of the craft, he started his own tradition in 1973. The Suica is based on Saxton traditions, but as Buckland does admit, he made it up alone. 
um, covens decide for themselves if they will work skyclad or robed, and witches of this tradition can be initiated by the coven or through self-study too. So that's kind of like where the solitary practitioners kind of came about. Um, You have a fairy tradition, F-E-R-I tradition. Um, There are a number of ways to spell the name of this tradition. You'll also see it called fairy, F-A-I-R-Y, fairy, F-A-E-R-Y, and fairy, F-A-E-R-I-E. Victor Anderson is credited with bringing the fairy tradition to the United States, where he has taught it in San Francisco area since about the late 19... Was it 1959? 1960s. Um, Fairy teachers tend to add something to their own when they teach. So there's like a strain of eclectic... People being eclectic. (laughs) I can't talk. Um, In this tradition, fairies are usually solitary... And they work in small groups. The Dianic tradition focuses on the goddess with little talk about the god at all. Um, So they're more of goddess-based tradition. And the goddess is worshipped in three aspects. The maiden, mother, and the crone. There's different varieties of Dianic, which um, since the 1970s, the Dianic tradition has been seen as the feminist movement of the craft. Um, Some, but not all, Dianic covens are women-only groups. Um, the British traditional is, uh, there's, there's actually a number of different British traditions, um, all of which are based on people believing in the pre-Christian practices of England. Uh, many British tradition groups follow Janet and Stuart Farrar, F-A-R-R-A-R, who have written a number of influential books about witchcraft. If you um, want to Google them, I highly suggest some of their books. They're pretty, pretty decent books. The groups tend to be structured with training for neophytes, which are another word for beginners to witchcraft and Wicca. Um, Following a degree program, uh, their practices are said to be a mix of Celtic and Gardnerian traditions. So then you come on to the Celtic Wicca tradition, which looks to the ancient Celtic and Druidic deities and beliefs with an emphasis on, like, the magical side and healing powers of plants, minerals, gnomes, fairies, the elemental spirits. Um, some of their rituals actually derive from the Gardnerian practices as well. I can tell you that being eclectic myself, the Celtic Wicca side of things when it comes to the healing plants of, of healing powers of the plants and the minerals and gnomes and fairies and, you know, all of that stuff, I do believe in that. So I kind of pull from a little bit of that sort of side of things. Uh, the Northern Way or a Satruism, or being a Satru, um, this is a tradition based on the Old Norse gods. It's uh, practitioners generally work in recreations of the Old, Nor- Old Norse dress. Uh, they celebrate four solar fire festivals and Old Norse holidays. Um, there for a while, there were was a group. Um, you see it a lot in prison settings. Um, that are coming about saying that they are a Satru and they're also known as skinheads. They martyr themselves for what they believe is a greater good. Um, there's, there's like a really fine line between what actual northern way of Asatrus are and the Asatrus that you find popping up in, in situations like that. So um, if you're interested in that path, I suggest you follow and you Google and you research that path um very very uh well before before going into it um pictish witches 
This is a solitary Scottish tradition that's very much based in nature. Some people see this tradition as being more of a, of like a magical aspect of things than a religious aspect of things. Um, this is a religion that, or a tradition that I haven't really studied a whole lot on, but I'm very, very interested in. So if anybody out there knows about the Pictish, Pictish witches, um, please let me know. Uh, if you have any good, um, like, links to, or books or something, please let me know, because I'm very, very, uh, interested in, in reading more towards that. Then you have the, uh, Strega witches. Um, this group follows traditions from Italy. Uh, people trace Strega teachings back to the women named Aradia in the 14th century. So the Strega tradition is rapidly gaining popularity in the United States today. You hear a lot of it um, going on. Some of the Hollywood side of things are starting to take over the um, Strega uh, tradition of witchcraft um, and taking it and making movies about it and things like this. Of course, this list isn't complete. Like I said, there's other forms of witch religions out there. There's new ones created frequently all the time. Um, I mean, we're a creative bunch, guys. <laughs> You've probably noticed some different types of witches are based on um, per, uh, particularly like national traditions. Um, if you meet a Strega, uh, there's a good chance that she'll be from an Italian background. But this doesn't mean that only individuals with Italian heritage can learn the Strega traditions. So just keep that in mind. Um, if you seem like you're drawn to a tradition, explore that tradition and whatever your back, you know, whatever your background is. So, um, you probably heard me talking a little bit about being solitary. So solitary, witch is, um, is a witch that can practice witchcraft in a variety of traditions or in no particular tradition at all. Um, they, uh. How do I want to go about this? Um, being solitary means like you're alone. So you're not in a coven-based situation. Um, you can design a system of worship that works best for you. Um, some traditions, for example, like the Gardnerian and Alexandrian, say that a witch must be part of a coven to really be a witch, and that's not true. Some people believe that most witches throughout history have been solitary. Um so with that being in mind, um, you don't always have to have a coven just to be a witch. You can be solitary. I happen to be. I'm also eclectic. And being an eclectic witch is just what it sounds like. Um, it's someone who pulls from many different traditions, um, sometimes including non-European traditions like the Native American side of things and the shaman, uh, shamanism side of things, uh, Hawaiian, even Buddhist. Um, I've done all of that. Uh, there are eclectic covens out there as well, but there's there's many more eclectic solitaires out there as well. Um, some eclectic witches lean more heavily on one tradition than another without following any single section or denomination. Um, eclectic witches use whatever rituals or traditions that they're, that they're drawn to um, for whatever works. So I can tell you that I have a money spell that I like to keep on my altar and the tradition that I've pulled it from is actually Buddhism. I use the statue of Buddha, and it's called a Buddha money spell. 
Um, it's worked wonders for me. I love it. But again, that's the eclectic side of me pulling from a different tradition or religion. So, um, there's also what I, you've heard me mention hereditary witches. So hereditary witches are witches that inherit the craft from older relatives who teach, you know, the family traditions down. Some people believe that the traditions passed down within their families represent an unbroken chain of beliefs and traditions that date back to the old religion and, you know, that predate history. Um, other people are sure that while some family traditions can be very old, the form of their practice are relatively recent. So in rare cases, a hereditary witch might adopt someone from outside the family and teach that person the family craft as well. So it doesn't mean you technically, I guess, hereditary witch means that you're born into it and learn. But in the case of adoption, I mean, you can't adopt other people outside of your, your family and teach your, them your family values and strengths and, and witchcraft as well. Um, I'm was going to touch a little bit of base on like the pros and cons of covens, but, and coven life. But to be honest, guys, being a solitary, I couldn't tell you what it's like to be in a coven. I really don't feel comfortable saying a pro or a con of a coven because I haven't actually ever been in a coven to give you guys insight on both sides. So I feel like I would like my opinions would be biased because I am solitary and love it so much. And I've never actually, um, been to a coven or um practiced in a coven before so i'm not going to to come at you guys with any coven life or pros and cons or anything like that um because i want you guys to research both sides before you guys decide if you don't know what you are already um like i said the neophyte witch uh is just a witch in training um you know, and if you are a neophyte, I will say, you know, visit your local metaphysical stores, your bookshops, go online, um, check out the books. If there, you find classes that are offered in some of those metaphysical stores, if you feel like taking them, take them. Um, I will tell you that the Internet, there is a ton of access to the Internet of things that you can you can find about Wicca and witchcraft. But I will tell you, you need to read, 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 and then double read and recheck. Um, make sure you're cross-referencing everything. Not everything you read is true. Not everything that um, is brought to you is going to be on a trust basis. Some people lie out there. So just be careful about what you're reading, what you're believing, and what you think. Um, there's a lot of information on the web, like I said. Go to festivals, you know, whatever you can do to get your training, read, 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 and read some more. That's if you're solitary, then that's how you're going to, you're going to learn. Um, like I said, you can come over to the witch's den over on the Facebook group. We have different paths over there that you can talk, you know, and ask questions about. Um, I'm not sure if anybody over there is in a coven, but you could reach out and see, uh, yeah. Um, so that's kind of like, that's kind of like what I have for you guys right now. Um, I told you guys this is going to be long. We're going on almost like 24, 25 minutes. So I do apologize for that, but I am trying to, you know, I was trying to, uh, go through all the different traditions of witchcraft, what kind of what Wicca is, things like that. Um, I do want to say that 
going back to the Wicca is a lot like Christianity thing, I do want to touch base and say that instead of the Ten Commandments that, you know, Christianity follows, we only have one, guys. And it's end it, harm none, do what you will. It's, it's you know, like the Wiccan read. It's it's what we go by. It's, um, you know, it, it's the rule to encompass everything Basically, everything that's in Christianity that they believe is accompanied into this one little rule that we have. Um, and so much more. It keeps us mindful of every action that we take, every word that we say, every thought that we think. I mean, it's like a, a ripple on a pond effect, you know? Our actions affect the lives of other people. Um, you know, we have to take great care to not harm any living soul, you know, whether it be em emotionally, mentally, physically... Or any other level. You know, it, it's a big, huge deal um, for people that, you know, believe in Wicca. Um, Wicca is an earth religion. Instead of, you know, worshipping within the confines of a church like Christians do, we often hold our rituals outdoors. Um, Skyclad, of course, is always optional. Um, I can honestly say I've never gone Skyclad, but in my older, older years, I'm thinking about it. Um, we celebrate the changes of the season and the beauty of the moon and the stars and the sun. We live in harmony with nature. You know, Wiccans believe that all things, even inanimate objects such as like stones, have a life and a spirit and a purpose, purpose equal to their own. You know, we don't believe in the devil or sin or hell or fire or brimstone. You know, we believe that humankind creates its own evil and that those such horrors are handled through the laws of karma and the lessons of reincarnation rather than through the exile of a fiery pit. You know, we believe in the threefold law and its justice, which what that means is it's the threefold law is also known as in many circles as the karmatic law. So it's karma, guys. It's what what that means is every action that you take and every deed that you perform, whether it is good or it is bad, is going to be calculated by the karma and tripled the value then sent back to you. You know, it's the threefold law. Whatever you send out comes back to you times three. You know, we strive to live in perfect love and perfect trust, and sometimes it works and sometimes it don't. We're all human. Just like any other religions, it involves work. It involves devotion. It involves an application to everyday living, and as well as reasonable and responsible thinking, action, and behaviors. You know, you can't just wake up one day and be like, I'm Wiccan and I'm going to practice witchcraft. And here I am. Like, you get what you put in it. Just like with any religion and anything else out there. You know, you if you're needing a job, you're not going to sit around and do nothing and expect a job to come fall in your lap, right? You're going to get out there. You're going to put in applications. You're going to start searching for what you're wanting. You're going to be talking to people to make and will it to happen. That's what being Wiccan and, and practicing witchcraft and magic is about. You know, it's about putting your all into it and getting the response that you're wanting in return. It's walking the path. You know, you must remember that things, you know, basically the things that our parents tried to instill within us when we were little. Things like play nice, you know, use your good judgment, know, you know, when to listen rather than to speak. 
But the most important thing is something that your parents constantly impressed upon, or at least mine did, day in and day out. And that is practice good manners. Okay? So whether you're dealing with your deities or members of your craft family or just regular people on the street, you know, sadly enough, you know, people lack in many of those those areas who live in the world today. And for that reason, we need to live by the, you know, by these rules listed because you need to study them and learn them well. And when the situation arises and it isn't covered, just go back to those basics that your parents tried to teach you. If it's not polite, don't do it. And, you know, that it's in a nutshell, guys, you know. Um, and by all means, practice what you preach, you know. Um, so with that being said, I, I said something about the reed, the Wiccan reed. So the Wiccan reed's been around for a long time. It's not only outlines our rules, but gives a brief summary of how we live our magical life. Um, if you want to memorize it, that's great. It'll serve you well. Um, but not everybody knows it, and that's okay. So I'm going to read the Wiccan read, R-E-D-E. Bide the Wiccan law ye must in perfect love and perfect trust. Live and let live, fairly take and fairly give. Cast the circle thrice about to keep all evil spirits out. To bind the spell every time, let the spell be spake in rhyme. Soft of eye and light of touch, speak little and listen much. Diasil go by the waxing moon, sing and dance the witch's rune. Wittershins go when the moon doth wane, and werewolf howls by the dread wolf's bane. When the lady's moon is new, kiss thy hand to her times two. When the moon rides at her peak, then your heart's desire speak. Heed the north wind's mighty gale, lock the door and drop the sail. When the wind comes from the south, love will kiss thee on the mouth. When the west wind blows over ye, departed spirits restless be. Nine woods in the cauldron go, burn them fast and burn them slow. Elder be the lady's tree, burn it not or cursed be. When the wheel begins a turn, let the Beltane fires burn. When the wheel hath turned to Yule, light the log and let pan rule. Heed ye flower, bush, and tree, and by the lady blessed be. Where the rippling waters flow, cast a stone and truth you'll know. Whenever ye have a need, hearken not on others' greed. With the fool no season spend, nor be counted as his friend. Merry meet and merry part, bright the cheeks and warm the heart. Mind the threefold law ye must, three times bad and three times good. When misfortune is a now, wear the blue star on the, your brow. True in love ever be, unless thy love is false to thee. Eight words the Wiccan read fulfill, and it harm none, do what ye will. That is our Wiccan read, guys. Um, there's also one called the Witch's Creed, which is uh, to know, to dare, to will, to keep silent. These are the four words of the Magus. In order to dare, we must know. In order to will, we must dare. We must will to possess empire. To reign, we must be silent. So, with all that being said, I'm going to let you guys kind of seep that in. 
We're going on about 32, 33 minutes now. I think I'll make a separate pro- uh, podcast on the Witch's Creed and the 13 Principles of the Wiccan Beliefs. And then maybe touch base on the unconditional love versus perfect love, perfect trust, and harm none. So... Until next time, guys, I hope that was information that you guys could take in. I hope it made sense. I hope that you guys are still enjoying these podcasts. As always, please go onto Facebook and join the Witch's Den over there. Make your presence known. Give me ideas of what you want me to study and teach and talk about. Until next time, guys, take care of yourself and each other. Blessed be. Bye, y'all.